Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and I'm taking this week off so I can work on our fall books. I've picked out one of my favorite weeks from last summer to rerun for you, and I'll be back next Monday with new episodes. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration. It's Friend Friday, and we have a very special guest today, Kelly Sullivan Walden, who is one of the nation's most prominent experts on dreams and also the co-author of a book that I talk about a lot on this podcast, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions. Now, Kelly has been on TV all over the place, on radio all over the place. She has an amazing radio voice, and she's a certified clinical hypnotherapist, and she has worked professionally with thousands of dreams and dreamers, and she's written nine or ten books about dreams, the most recent one being called The Love, Sex, and Relationship Dream Dictionary. But today, what we're going to talk about with Kelly is when you can get career advice from your dreams, which is pretty amazing. And she's going to talk about a few stories on this topic from our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions. So Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm still, I still feel like I'm dreaming being connected with you in this book and, and these stories. It's so wonderful. We got connected on Twitter. It was the most amazing thing because I knew I wanted to do a book about dreams, but I didn't have the right person to do it with. And then somebody introduced us on Twitter and we started Julie talking. Isaac. Yeah, Julie Isaac, the godmother of our book about dreams and premonitions. And we, yes. we started talking and I said, you have to just make the book with me. And then you did such a wonderful job bringing in stories from all of these people who you know in what I'll call the dream industry or the dream space, <laughs> including Bob Haas, who's one of the people you're going to talk about today, whose story about you know, his dream giving him career advice was pretty yeah. amazing. So oh, um, I'm going to let you talk about these stories that give people career advice in their dreams. And we have a whole bunch of them in the book. So why don't you just go for it and talk about the ones that you think are particularly fascinating? Sure. Well, just for a little context, some people think that they don't have time to do any dream work, that they're busy people, that they, they've got too many important things to do. And I tell people that you really can't afford to not pay attention to your dreams because they can save you time and they can also point you in the right direction and it can make financial sense. And there's so many reasons to pay attention to dreams. And um, one of the stories that stands out to me so much, because I've had so many synchronicities around this, and I got to meet this woman, Patricia Garfield, at an IASD conference, that's the International Association for the Study of Dreams, and she's famous for her branching woman dream, and I get the chills just as I, as I think about this. So in her dream, and she was an avid dreamer, she's kept dream journals forever since she was, I think, 13 years old. So she has a dream in her contemporary professional life. She's a professor. She's a Ph.D., She's at a conference, and there's all these people talking about leaving dreams, dreams about trees that are leaving, like their leaves are falling. And she jumps up and says, okay, that's fine and good, but I think we need to talk about branching dreams. What about where branches are growing out of things, like my head? I have had all these dreams about branches growing out of my head. And people look at her, kind of, they kind of ignore her, but her husband gives her this affirmation like, that was the right thing to say, sweetheart. 
So she wakes up from that dream thinking, that was odd. What, what was that about? And did I really have a series of dreams about branching? And she goes back through her journals, and sure enough, she's found, she finds all these other branching women dreams. And she finds that, that the branches, in many ways, are about her branching out of her academic profession and becoming more creative. And in some way... They're, they're kind of like antennas on the head connecting to, this is kind of my interpretation, and she does talk about this, where it's kind of like connecting to a, a higher source. Anyway, she had been in the midst of trying to get a book published, and the academic publishers were saying it's too mainstream, and the mainstream publishers were saying it's too academic. But she threw in this story about the branching woman dream, and it kind of, it, it served the purpose of branching both worlds, the academic world and the mainstream world. And her book, Creative Dreaming, became a number one, I get chills all over my body thinking about this, it became a number one New York Times bestseller. She did all the talk shows and it's still a classic to this day. And she credits her branching woman dream for her success, for her branching into mainstream, and she never would have otherwise. There's so many academics that try to, and it doesn't work. So Patricia Garfield is really a legend, and she's known famously for her branching woman dream. Can we talk about <laughs> Bob Haas? Because I just love Bob Haas's dream, maybe because he worked at IBM, and it was just so <laughs> so relatable to me because uh, IBM's headquarters was right next to where I grew up. I think Bob is, he's kind of an anomaly because we have a lot of dreams for men, but mostly this is predominantly kind of a, a female-dominated topic. But Bob represents the corporate man, a very much a man-man, not, not what I would call a snag, a sensitive new age guy. <laughs> he's very much like an upstanding guy who is in the midst of having to, the dubious privilege of having to lay people off at his at his job when when this dream comes in and he's got a nice package he's got a lot of job security and he's he doesn't want to lose his security so he's given the opportunity to stay on at his company and have to lay people off and be one of the the few survivors and he's gripping on for dear life because security means so much to him in real life and he, he's given these opportunities in waking life to take another position. There's headhunters coming after him, and he's saying, no, 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 I want what I know. I want the security of my, my retirement package and blah, blah, blah. So he has this dream where he's on a ship, and it's dark, it's stormy, it's icy waters, it's, it's terrifying. And he hears this voice that says, you can walk through that door. And then he says, he's like, well, first of all, who are you? And second of all, what door are you talking about? I see no door. But, the, but it keeps repeating, you can walk through that door. You can walk through that door. Finally, in his dreams, because it's a dream and this can happen in a dream, on this ship, out of nowhere, a door appears. And he looks beyond the door and he sees that there, it's smooth sailing Beyond that particular door, there's sunshine, and it's, and it's kind of tropical and beautiful. So he wakes up from that dream, and he knows that if he takes a leap, if he goes through a new door and doesn't just go down with the ship, that it's going to go well for him. So he goes to work the next day, business as usual. He's got a pile of things on his desk. He goes to get those things done. He gets a phone call from IBM. And they say, we're not taking no for an answer. We're not going to take your boss the way that you suggested we do. We want you. Will you please come with us? And he, they, they come and they interview him, and he knows that he needs to say yes. And they offer him 
a 10 times better package than what he had if he had stayed and went down with the ship. And he has never looked back. And he got to retire early. And now he, he was the president of the International Association for Dreams, where he got to really pursue his dreamboat, his, the life of his dreams in, in many ways because of this dream. Yeah, I love that. I I know you tell me that you actually assign yourself topics to dream about, which I think is such a great idea because I very much believe in efficiency. And mm-hmm. what a great idea if I'm puzzling about something, assign <laughs> myself that topic before I go to bed. Say, all right, my assignment tonight is to dream about such and such and then wake up with a solution. And I guess you can get better and better at doing that, right? Do you really and truly do that? I do. And honestly, I think it tends, you know, when we're going through a difficult time in our lives, that that pain in life tends to sharpen our focus. And I would like to think that that myself included that we could, I could, I slash we could be so enlightened that we could have that same level of sharp focus, even when there's no drama or pain going on. But I know for me, when, when a friend of mine or a family member is going through a challenge or when I'm at a crossroads, I, I do call on the dreams. And that, not that the dreams aren't going to dream anyway about the subject at hand, but in a way, I'm raising myself to the level of the dream maker, God, whoever does the dreaming. And I'm saying, I, I get that you have wisdom that I, in my regular waking state, don't have. I really want to pay attention to you. Please deliver a dream that will help me with the situation. And because of that focus and because of that declaration, 99.9% of the time, I would actually even dare say 100% of the time, it does come through. The issue about it is whether or not we pay attention to the dream when we wake up in the morning. So I would argue it's your subconscious that is providing you with the dream and that because you're asleep and you're not distracted, you can listen to your subconscious, which really knows you very well. And it's your subconscious that is saying to you, hey, go ahead and change jobs. You can do it. Right. Well, we could say a subconscious other than conscious. And really, that taps into a whole realm that can get esoteric and it can also get scientific. And I like that it's grounded. I like the way you say it because I think it empowers the dreamer, that it's their own subconscious mind. It's not some guru outside of themselves. It's not a psychic friend. It's themselves. It's their own ability that might just be speaking in maybe the maybe the whispering is too soft and they don't hear it. In some ways, that's why I think we have recurring dreams that start very gentle and soft and they amplify their volume so that we can eventually listen to them before it's too late. And we've had some of those instances in, in our dream book, Dreams in Synchronicity. There's one dream story, though, that I'd really love to mention here that is actually, I I, I don't have favorites because I love all of our stories, but this is one I find myself talking about a lot. This is Kim Childs. She's at a career transition. She's got a lovely career in waking life as she's a radio personality doing, she's a newscaster and, and she's, and it's a very good job. And she's finding herself becoming more and more fond of yoga and, and kind of the yoga community, the yoga mindset. She becomes a yoga instructor and she's feeling torn now between her job as a newscaster and wanting to go deeper into being a yoga instructor and all that that symbolizes to her, but she's afraid to take the leap. 
and she has a dream, and it's during a time where she actually sets an intention. She says at the beginning of the story that she's with a group of friends, and they're all in a similar career transition, and they all set strong intentions. So she has this dream that she's she's climbing, she's climbing and climbing a, a rock formation, kind of a mountain, and she gets to a place where she can't climb any longer. She has to. There's a gap between where she is. I want to cry when I think about this because it it really resonates with me so much. I feel like it was my dream. There's a gap between where she is and where she is getting to. And she's come up too far that she can't climb back down. Isn't that symbolic? So she stands there at this precipice and she's nervous and she's scared. And just like in a cartoon, because sometimes dreams do this, she splits into two. There's two versions of Kim. And one version of Kim just says, I'm going in, and she takes the leap, and she falls, and she plummets, and she hits the ground, what seems like hundreds of miles beneath, splat, and a crowd gathers around her to witness this. Out of nowhere, just when she thinks this is the worst thing that could happen, this version of herself on the ground that has gone splat picks herself up off the ground, dusts herself off. It's all okay. So she's up there on the mountain looking down saying, wow. So even if the worst thing that happens is I fall, and in dreams falling sometimes represents failing, and I am witnessed by many people, and and I'm even publicly humiliated, it's not going to kill me. I can still pick up the pieces. I can still pick myself up, and I'm going to be fine. Well, that gives her this incredible boost of energy and this incredible boost of confidence. And she says, okay, well, the, with this other half of me, I'm going, to take, I'm going to take the leap again. And she does take a leap. But this time, just like in an Aladdin movie, this wonderful magic carpet comes out from underneath her and it picks her up and it carries her from where she is gently over to the next side of where she wants to be. And she lands so gracefully. So when she wakes up from this dream, she knows that the message is clear. It's time for her to take that leap. And she does, and she dives in, and she takes this career leap, and she does have moments of shakiness. She she does have moments where she has to do some couch surfing, and that's a little embarrassing to her. But eventually she finds a yoga studio, a yoga community. Cut to the present moment, she's now this celebrated yoga teacher with this following, and she's a writer, and she's got this unbelievable, unprecedented life of her dreams that she is now living because of that dream that she shares with us in dreams and synchronicities. I think that is great. We're going to do more podcasts together about what you can learn from your dreams. Thank you, Kelly, for joining me today. I'm very happy happy to have you in the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Uh, If you want to read some useful tips from the book that we talked about today, Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and Premonitions, go to our website, chickensoup.com. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening today. And the next time we get together... We're going to talk about another way you can make a big change in your life just by using the power of smiling. Smiling.